This is a podcast from Minute Media. This is the Back Row Bengals Show. I am your host, Josh Miller. This is all brought to you by fansided.com. And today, we are finally here. The long-awaited arrival of Super Bowl week, all kicked off by last mon- last night, Monday night, Had Bengals had a giant pep rally. And all the glitz and glamour and stars of the Bengals community were out there. Uh, the the current players were there, former players were there. Uh, but it was just it was it was an amazing gathering of Bengals fans. And I had to find this guest. I, I can't believe how easy it was to get him on the show because he was hey, he was a celebrity last night, all over the scoreboard, all over ESPN. That man is none other than Captain Bengals, Bengals captain, our fearless leader cap how are you doing today oh man i i am beat um i lost my voice last night it wasn't a game i lost my voice uh i feel like my body's went through a game and uh it's just been crazy like you know the bengals fans the energy you know i I will never stop uh around i'll never turn down if somebody wants a photo you want me to ruin a photo absolutely i'll do it for you Mm -hmm. uh i am not too too good i'm not that dude um <laughs> a lot of people asking for pictures and a lot of people cheering a lot of who days a lot of fist bumps a lot of high fives a lot of hugs mm. and we're not even at the super bowl yet so <laughs> yeah it, it had a, a gay atmosphere it was amazing it really was just to see that that lower bowl completely filled out Thirty thousand looked gorgeous last night um i mean and, and honestly it's just the bengals this year have, have just done so well with the things that didn't have to do with on-field play. I mean, and I think last night was a culmination of all of that. So, I mean, just, just from your perspective, how was the feel in the stands? Because I was in the stands for a, maybe like a minute or two, and then I was up on the stage. But in the stands, how did, how did it feel? It, it was amazing. You know, uh, it's funny because, like, during game day, I'm, I'm conflicted. I, I go to other stadiums, and I see certain fans – like getting people hype and and I'm conflicted about me doing that my myself because I'm I'm just a fan I just happen to wear neon orange um I am <laughs> Very no easy different to pick out. yeah I am no different than anybody else but last night you know the naked karate girls uh mm-hmm. were, were were asking for some you know interactions some who day you know and I turn around I'm like hey let, let's let's give them a who day and everybody joined in um Chris Henry's mom had that amazing uh, uh, quilt. It's not a quilt. Yeah, it's, I'm, it's like I'm a bad at, like yeah, I don't it's know like a about blanket. Claw, no, yeah, blanket. Let's just call it blanket. It, it, yeah, um, it's, it's gorgeous. That thing has, has stood the test of time. By the way, it I, is I, absolutely amazing. You know, and she stopped by our uh, tailgate uh, Bengal Bomb Squad uh, before. Said some great words, but I wanted to get a Henry chant going. Mm. everyone i mean without hesitation everybody got going and it, it it brought her to tears which i you know i wasn't trying to make her cry but right yeah. it's good that she saw we all still think about chris henry we all still mm. love chris henry uh we love her you know uh, just being mom yeah. and like it, just all the fans the energy you know it's sometimes hey you've you've seen it you know with yeah. bad seasons those lower bowls there were a lot of green seats Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. packed, packed last packed. night, and everybody was getting loud. It, mm-hmm. 
you know, if we bring that energy to the stadium next season, we're going to go undefeated at home, no doubt. Yeah, um, yeah. If we can bring that energy to SoFi, we're winning the Super Bowl. A hundred percent agree. We definitely have more than a fighter's chance. I think we're going to go out and we're going to go win that football game. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, like this, this hometown feel and this connection from the organization to the city of Cincinnati, it's been a long time or honestly, it really hasn't really felt quite like this. The connection between the fan base and the team has just grown and blossomed over years where that was an issue with this team and with this organization is connecting with the fan base, but they've just done such a great job this year. Um, and I got to say, you know, we we yeah. held a lot of that responsibility too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I agree. I, I've said it a million times where I've had conversations with executives five years ago about things they wanted to do, things they hoped to do, and and there just wasn't that feeling that anything would be reciprocated. Yeah, And you can say, well, we shouldn't have to do X, Y, or Z, but, you know, Andy Dalton goes to a charity softball game and gets booed. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody hangs a banner over, you know, the bridge so the practice field can see, you know, somebody wants, you know, Andy Dalton shouldn't be playing football. You know, mm -hmm. that type of stuff, it's not all of us, but it doesn't take very many uh, extremely loud and vocal fans to ruin it for the, the rest of us. Sure. And, you know, I get it. There were reasons to be unsatisfied, but there are much better ways to voice your opinion because this team listens. And all the things that we saw this year, basically, most of them are, are fan wishes. I know for a fact that a fan has wanted at least one thing from everything we've seen all season long and they listened yeah yeah they they did it just this connection is possible and i 100 percent agree with you with the fact that this is you know it's a two-sided street it is it's it, it it does involve the fans you know getting back into it and you know not not to the point i mean obviously you can criticize your team that's that's what we're here for yeah. that's why i have a podcast is to criticize you know when the offense plays terrible but that being said there's it always comes from a love for the team and, and they, it, they can tell right. that, you know, the, yeah. the leaders of the organization know, you know, when, when we're talking, when, when I'm out there and I'll tweet out, we need a, just an entire new offensive line. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> like, something bad happens. And it's, they, they understand that, no, I don't want all of these men to be unemployed and starving, <laughs> but we've got to do something. It's, yeah. it's the, the, the few people that are just absolutely nasty. No one that would listen to the show no one that would follow you or me those people we block they've been blocked forever but <laughs> now it's the positive voices the people who are yes. excited about this team where it's going the fact that we're ahead of schedule the team won't say that but i'm, I'm sticking to it mm -hmm. we are not yeah. supposed to be here mm -hmm. this is all bonus time mm -hmm. we could steal a lombardi mm -hmm. you know i don't care that we're we're underdogs we were bigger underdogs against yeah. the chiefs Mm -hmm. and we, we were pulled it off and we, and we everybody says the Chiefs oh, chief lost it we lost that first half yeah that was not our game we mm -hmm. we did not execute at all mm -hmm. and we yeah. pulled it off yeah i hate i hate that you know excuse for the chiefs that they blew that game or no the second half was an entirely different football game and at the end of the, of the second quarter it was an entirely different football game Bengals outplayed the chiefs 
bar none. That's it. They did the same thing twice to the Chiefs. Yep. After that, it's not a fluke. It's not. No. It's just not a fluke. And just like that, we're, we're in the Super Bowl. And, you know, you mentioned it. It's just like we were bigger underdogs against the Chiefs. And honestly, you look up toe-to-toe and after, you had to ask me who am I more scared to play. I mean, I'm not really scared to play anybody, but, I mean, I'm going with the Chiefs. And we already, yeah. we already topped that mountain. So, But now we're on to the Rams here. But I did want to ask you, I asked you some uh, people this on Twitter, and then it kind of got a little back and forth. That when you look back at the teams through the year, uh, or I'm sorry, through the years of, of being a Bengals fan and being a diehard, uh, is this the most beloved Bengals team when it comes to just the city and the fans that have a genuine love for a singular football team? Or do you think that there's – Another team, maybe the 88 Super Bowl team that got brought up a lot. Maybe that's one. And real quick before you get to that uh, answer, uh, for all my people that are watching on Twitter, number one, greatly appreciate it. Love it. But if you want to comment and get involved in the show, go ahead and go to my YouTube channel and you go ahead and comment there and uh, engage with us and we'll uh, go over your questions. But anyway, Cap, I want you to answer that question, please. You know, I, I think 88, you know, it, it, it's hard for a lot of people to remember, but but I remember all the excitement and love around that 88 team. I mean, we had the blonde bomber at, oh, at yeah. QB, mm-hmm. uh, you know, blonde hair, blue eyed, lefty, Boomer Esaias, and you know, that's got Hollywood written all over it. We, now right. we've got another Hollywood QB with mm-hmm. Joe Burrow. Yeah. Uh, that 88 team was so likable. I feel like maybe it was different circumstances because, you know, coming off a strike year, uh, knowing that they had all of that potential, all of that talent, um, you know, people who were older than me who watched that season can can correct me if I'm wrong. But, uh, you know, looking back, it seems like there were there were higher expectations mm-hmm. and maybe you know recency you know we we just had moved on from from ken anderson and we've got boomer size and fell into our laps we it was a lot longer this time around yeah. so we've had this drought we've had this need this want this desire everybody was just begging mm-hmm. and finally we've got something to click and for a lot of bengals fans you know definitely national media had no clue but for a lot of bengals fans it caught us by surprise yeah, even my expectations, huh. knowing, you mm-hmm. know, I, I nailed the prediction on the season record. You go ten um, and seven. I, I fully, yep, I fully Cadillac. expected to win our first playoff game, mm-hmm. and that's where I that's where I stopped predicting. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and it's just here we go. And yeah, you know, in mm-hmm. the in the face of any obstacle against all odds, they just keep winning. And people mm-hmm. can say that the Bengals had the easy road. You know, I know a lot of other Super Bowl winners. You you go back and you look who they played. And you're like, oh, that's a lot easier. Hell, the Chiefs beat Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. I Ooh. we were begging, begging to play Jimmy Garoppolo because mm-hmm. then we wouldn't be terrified. You know, and and hey, yeah. again, like you said, we're not scared of anybody. Yeah, but but every game we're mm-hmm. we're looking at the Titans and that line. We're looking at the Chiefs and and Pat Mahomes. And Tyree Kill, who's going to mm-hmm. cover Tyree Kill? Mm-hmm. Now we're looking at Aaron Donald. We're looking at Von Miller. We're we're wondering, okay, Stafford, he's had a great year. Can we see the old Stafford? Can, can we get a couple of picks? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? They've proven time and time again this year they can. They absolutely can. I don't care how 
much the Rams are favored. I don't care how far we go down until that clock hits zero. I have full faith that we can win that game. Yeah, absolutely. I I I think honestly, it's just again, it's not, it's not, it's not a bad matchup for the Bengals. And you know, no. there's some. I was listening to the Rich Eisen show. I mean, out of the national media, I really like listening to him. He's usually pretty down the middle. Um, but he was talking about the Rams before their NFC Championship game against the Niners, and that, that they were watching the Bengals Chiefs and. A lot of the Rams fans throughout the city were cheering anytime the Bengals did something good because they wanted to play us instead of the Chiefs. But that being said, you really look at the matchup. Do the Rams really want to play the Bengals, a red-hot Bengals team right now, a red-hot defense that is playing with the most confidence I have ever seen a defense really play with? I mean, I honestly, I think it's a worse matchup for the Rams to play us. I, I really do. I think it's the worst matchup because we have nothing to lose. People are trying to paint this uh, narrative, this storyline around Matt Stafford. Mm. I'm sorry, but Matt Stafford has been in the league forever. He was mired in mediocrity in Detroit. That doesn't just wash away. Now, any, any given Sunday, they could win, and a little tiny part of me would be happy for Stafford mm -hmm. because he finally – made it happen we've seen yeah. too many qbs not quite get there you know our own ken anderson, ken anderson. De deserved it and you know unfortunately that happens but it's still matt stafford there's no storyline there's yeah. no mm -hmm. movie script it, mm -hmm. it, it's just okay great you traded for matt stafford he's got a big arm He's still, I think, leading the, the league this year in turnover-worthy plays. He's definitely leading in the, in the playoffs. Mm. You know, he can still give up the ball. And the Rams, there's, there's, no, there's no draw to that. You know, no yeah. offense, Rams fans. But, yeah. you know, great, you're playing in your sort of kind of home stadium, even though there's sure. nothing around the stadium that would make yeah. you believe that's the Rams stadium. It's all digital. Mm -hmm. It flips. Chargers, mm -hmm. Rams, Chargers. You're sharing your stadium. Hey, I'm just saying you had get three thousand at your pep rally. We had thirty thousand. All right, this yeah, that that's that. There it is. There's your stat right there for Rams fans versus Bengals fans. There's your stat. And LA's this, got Matt way yep. more population per capita than Cincinnati. Not even not even close. And the Bengals still had thirty thousand compared to three. And it was cold. I it was I cold. Dressed cold. properly. My fingers were about to fall yeah. off. It didn't matter. Yeah. I gave myself the worst headache. Like I didn't properly. Oh, what are you doing? Day, I'm drinking Gatorade to make mm. sure I got enough fluids in my system, so I don't do that. My yeah. head was hurting. I thought I was going to throw up at Paul Brown Stadium. Nobody mm. wants that. Eesh. But Eesh. this this team. This team is is destiny. You know, mm -hmm. I, I can't – I get it. Jesse Bates made a phenomenal play. Great play. Great I play. I mean, hey, Eli Apple almost made it right before that. Mm -hmm. He yep. made a phenomenal, perfectly yep. timed, perfectly placed – I mean, you can't teach DB any better than what Jesse Bates did to mm -hmm. pop that ball away. Yep. But, I mean, are you kidding me? Von Bell's right there. He's right there. Not only is Von Bell right, right there, there. – He's running toward the ball. Not mm -hmm. only that, the ball happens to land perfectly. I mean, it basically sat perfect nose, ladder, 
right in his arm as a ball carrier, mm-hmm. he could not have dropped that ball. There was, yeah. I mean, it literally was meant to be in his arms. Yeah. I'm getting goosebumps to think about it. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's nuts. This is a team of destiny. Mm-hmm. Zach Taylor wasn't, by all all accounts, on a lot of accounts, not yeah. me. Uh, not you. He wasn't supposed to get that. Are you sure? Are you sure about that? About Zach Taylor, there, Bengals cap. Were you? Were you on? Now I will have to ask this, and, and I need your full honesty. After going six twenty five and one, were you still on the Zach Taylor bandwagon, Absolutely. or were you off? Because I'll say Absolutely. I was off. You are. Saying, I was on. You were. On, you were on. You were on. Yep. You were Absolutely. Completely. Were you yeah, on Louis yeah. Rumo's bandwagon? That that was confusing to me. Um. I trusted, in Zach. I trusted in Zach to make the right decision about Lou. I love okay. to see what Lou schemed up against the Ravens. Mm-hmm. But then it kind of fell apart late. But then it kind of came back against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. But then it was kind of something like, okay, you know what? Maybe he doesn't have his guys. Because the, the, the one thing that stuck out to me, two things. Uh, Jesse Bates was really big on calling out his teammates, uh, calling out people who don't want to buy in. Mm -hmm. And it looks like he was right. The other thing is, uh, we know we had problems with Turner, apparently, and and, and his his attitude, how he expressed himself. Uh, Jesse Bates said that, uh, what, after the bye or or, uh, something, uh, Mm -hmm. the communication improved with Lou. And a lot of people took that as, Maybe he was communicating more uh, directly with the players. I, I think that was part of it. I, I kind of read between the lines, and I think Lou's approach changed. Mm-hmm. I think Zach sat, sat him down and said, you know, we've, we've got to have – we've got to make sure these guys know we respect them, and we've got to make sure that they respect us. Yeah. And that seemed to get a lot more buy-in from the mm-hmm. players. Add in a couple of pieces, actually quite a few pieces. I mean, if you look – from from last year to this year, it's a crazy makeover. But Spent Zach, that money. If, that money. if you check my receipts on Twitter, mm-hmm. you know I, I admit it. Hey, wins matter. Yeah, Zach may not have the opportunity. You know, if Zach is doing everything right, and we are still not winning games, eventually, it's just going to happen. But I believed in what Zach was trying to do. I had read. Uh, read a blog or listened to a podcast uh, interview with his wife yeah. uh, that was done years prior mm. uh, before he came on, on, on board with Cincinnati. And yeah. she talked about the 80 hour work weeks. You know, a lot of people didn't talk about, he most recently had a comment about being in the stadium, uh, game planning, being in the stadium at 1 a.m. Yep. 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. I had a, ru- a rumor that Paul Alexander uh, during his last year was checking out at 3 p.m. You know, rumor. I'm hey, not, it's a rumor, it. but he, uh, Zach Taylor's got a, a, an amazing family, mm-hmm. but he, he, you know, he's trying to make sure these, this team is ready. Yep. He wants wins for the team, for the fans, for the city. 1 a.m. You know, okay. Yep. So you've got, you've got the work ethic. You've got the intelligence. I heard it. The, post-game pressers people complain about coach speak mm-hmm. if you know what he's saying if you're listening he said what he needed to say he's not going to throw people under the bus yeah but he'll hint to yeah that that's a problem he's also yeah. not going to come out and say oh this specifically is what we did wrong to give mm-hmm. the next opponent 
Oh, okay. So we'll no, 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 no. Right. He's, he's smarter than that. He likes yeah. analytics. Yeah, Martin I yeah. hated analytics. Yeah, he he also hated pressers too. I gotta say, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Zach Taylor gets a bad rap when it comes to how people talk about his post game pressers or the day after pressers. I think he does a pretty good job. He tells us pretty much exactly yep. how it happens in a ways that it's a easy to understand, but b doesn't give you know too much away like you said yep. and he's and he's and he's he's the same after a loss and after a win he's the same and it's pretty he, impressive he Why? kept everybody focused and mm-hmm. the i did you know I, I know we had a reporter trying to throw him and his staff under the bus saying the locker room was in shambles uh but i had some conversations with some other people in the locker room mm-hmm. and said no it, it's it's one or two people yeah you know i i didn't yeah. want details i didn't ask for details they weren't going to give details, yeah. uh, but it was it was one or two people. Yeah. And we moved on from that. And lo and behold, the guys that were telling me, no, Zach's the guy. This this is the process. This is the plan that's going Zip. to get us there. Mm-hmm. They were right. They were right. right the whole time. Everybody mm-hmm. was right. And it just it feels great to see like that redemption story. It feels good because yeah. I loved what he was doing as a leader. You know, that's the type of leader I want in my organization. Yep. You know, somebody who's going to, you know, try to lean on someone's strengths mm-hmm. and get everybody to buy in. And who's also willing to admit when he's wrong, a la at the end of the 49ers game. Mm-hmm. And and he's willing to make changes. Yep. So honestly, I, I, I we're we're here in large part because of him. Uh, we're going to be back a lot of times in large part because of him, because of Burrow, because everybody else that's gone, you know, all in the media team, the the ownership, mm. the new blood with Elizabeth. It's just absolutely yeah. amazing. How about Bengals Twitter, too? I mean, like, my gosh, you know, I talked to so many different people and, um, you know, I, I talked to a, a bunch of these Bengals Twitter people that are, are brand new to it and, and they, they love it. It feels like every time we go out to a tailgate or uh, I, 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 they think maybe I made my way out to Bomb Squad one time. We're usually over at gyms because we got to be back at the stadium pretty early. But anytime you see anybody from out of state or anything, it feels like one big family reunion uh, when you come together. And, and you know, so I, all aspects of Bengals, including the fandom, and I got to say, the fan base this year, you know, it, it kind of faltered during that that Niners Chargers stretch. But then after that, I got to say, the fan base really molded, and they really came out and they showed. So great amount of support on social media and in the stands. Yeah, that's been working for a couple of years. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've said my story. I I hated social media. Yeah, I, I think half the time I still do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But but the only reason I'm here is because all the amazing Bengals fans that that talk to me when my wife's not here and you know keep me mm-hmm. going when when things are tough. Uh, yeah. I, I hung out at Cincy Jungle. And that there were there was a decent amount of interaction there, but things just got too negative. Yeah. You know, people were just constantly complaining. And I saw maybe one person on Twitter who had an audience and basically selling negativity. And I was like, you know what? We've got to change that. It goes back to seeing the team want to reach out to fans and mm-hmm. fans constantly smack them in the face. And I get it. It goes yeah. both ways. I'm talking about just a couple specific instances. I'm like, you know what? Hey, I I know what's going on behind the scenes. I'm, I'm going to charity events. I'm talking to executives. I hear what they want to do. Let me see what I could do. Yeah. 
the the captain outfit thing people had fun with and laughed i said well let me see if i can grow this into something positive and i didn't see any positive i i saw you know hey uh come hang out with us. Uh, we'll beat this game or mm-hmm. let's all go to this game. Let's go to this tailgate. Let's whatever. Hey, anybody got some cool football card, you know? Right. No, yeah. But nobody really going out on a limb to, to support the team. Mm-hmm. And first thing I did, you know, the, the summer I, I gave away uh, stadium tours. We've got, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We've got extra, you know, seats for stadium tours. I'm like, you mm-hmm. know what? If these people would just get in the stadium, yeah, you know, see what it's like. Get around the players. Go to charity events. Hang yeah. out with us at at, at uh, Taste of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Get to know some of these people. Yeah, you won't go back. Yeah, talk you to us on Twitter. Be, yeah. yeah, you yeah, will be all in. So yeah. you know that started, and then people started paying attention, and mm-hmm. you know more and more people start. Suddenly, you know, we've got how many accounts with all these followers, all these people going in, all these new people coming up, getting all these followers. Yeah. Now we've got a community that people say, Mm -hmm. no, I'm not on Twitter talking Bengals. I'm going to Twitter so that I can talk to Bengals and be around my people. Now Mm -hmm. we are a destination on Twitter. We're a destination on Instagram. Yeah. Um, TikTok, I'm on, but I'm not good at. It. That's more of a nerding thing. That that that's nerding right there. <laughs> that, that's all him right there. Guy, he, he's I'm, phenomenal. At he, that. And he right, and he's phenomenal. He's doing. It. He's killing it. And it's just, it's just, it's it's so fun to see. Honestly, it's just refreshing at the end of the day. And then also one of my favorite things: no one on Bengals Twitter is too big. Nobody. Everybody acts like we're just down home. Good people like you know Bengals Jim. He led the thing last night. Go talk to him. He'll act like you're his buddy from like you know work or you're you're his buddy from forever ago. And you know he talk to you and they go go to you. I, I always get pictures with you and talk with you and Jess and uh, I mean and even Yaz who's doing it on like a national scale. Anytime she's in Cincinnati, I always you know she always hits us up and like hey where are y'all at and. You know, when you go up to her, she, she talks to you like like you're normal people. And I, I, I love that about Bengals Twitter. I think that fan rally last night showed just exactly how amazing that is and how amazing and that community is. And it's only going to get better. Yep. Yep. Uh, so you mentioned a while ago, I want to uh, shift back to something uh, with the with the team itself. You mentioned a while ago, talk about bringing in all these new guys and you know, we did that through free agency and in the draft. And we have probably are either one of or the best off seasons in, in uh, Bengals history. Chris Collinsworth made a mention that he said that he believes that Jamar Chase not will be is not will be is the best Bengals wide receiver in franchise history. And then on top of that, he said he all he's going to be one of the all time greats, like a Mount Rushmore wide receiver. I got to tell you, I am 100% in agreement with Chris Collinsworth. I think Jamar Chase is the best wide receiver to put on a Bengals uniform. What do you think about that take? I can't I can't anoint that yet because, mm. you know, you've got guys like Isaac Curtis that people just don't understand how far ahead of his time he was. Yeah. I mean, he had rules changed to – make it easier for him to play the game because teams basically had to cheat to stop him. Yeah. It was absolutely incredible. Uh, Chad Johnson, my, you know, would have been my previous all time 
favorite and and the guy to mm. to be number one. Yeah. You know, for his height and his feet, uh, he worked. He worked so hard. Yeah. And he was a technician. You know, yeah. you you put him on this team with with Burrow and oh some of the influence God. of this locker room. Jeez. Oh my goodness. I mean, I still think he's done enough to be in the Hall of Fame. Yep, you I know, agree. It, had he played longer, he would have broken so many records. Mm -hmm. But hey, you know what? Stuff happens. Yeah, AJ Green had you know elite athleticism. Now, personally, I always thought that that he could have gotten more out of himself. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I think he gets maybe not too much credit, but I think people think his career was much better than what it actually was because he just wasn't on the he wasn't on the field. He was, he was well that and and, and he was the star that so many people wanted. Yeah, you know, but. Mm -hmm. You know, he he was he was a much more quiet guy than Jamar. Yeah. Um, sure. I feel like Jamar is more aggressive. I feel like Jamar is stronger. Um, you know, from what I've heard from, you know, people around the locker room, uh, and now it seems like Jamar is 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 studying harder, working harder. You know, not that AJ Green didn't work, but mm -hmm. right. You know, I always felt like, and it's not a popular opinion at all. I I get that, but I always felt like. AJ just had such phenomenal physical gifts mm. that it, it was easy for him to just use those gifts. Yeah. You know, um, I know there were, there were quite a few times he and Andy were on different pages and everything. And, you know, I've heard or you know, stories about film study and all that, but yeah. uh, you know, he, he was such an icon in Cincinnati. He's going, yeah. AJ Green will absolutely be in the ring of honor. Um, Lamar you think so? different dude. Yeah. You he, think he will. So? Now, okay. honestly, I okay. think Isaac Curtis goes in first. Chad Johnson goes in first. Yeah, they they you those know, two have to go. Eddie, Eddie Brown is, is somebody that nobody talks about, but mm -hmm. you know what he did. Carl Pickens. Carl Pickens yeah. was a dog. Anybody mm -hmm. ask Willie Hell, Anderson TJ. about Carl Pickens? Yeah, TJ. Same TJ. Thing. So yeah, there are quite a few guys that we can put in the Ring of Honor. Mm -hmm. uh, AJ Green's going to get there. I'm not going to promise uh, when, mm -hmm. but. Uh, Jamar Chase is just he is he is the Joe Burrow of wide receivers. He's just yep. that generational talent. I know that's an overused term. Mm -hmm. And you know the the com combination with Joe Burrow, you know, they've been friends forever is just going to help. I mean, it's going to help them, it's going to help us. Yep. I don't think it, the team's going to offer them contracts right. that are fair and they're going to yep. be healthy. Mm -hmm. They're not going to want to separate yeah you yeah know. i would like to think i would like to think so i yeah. would like to think so but you so know. yeah i hey i chris, chris knows wide receivers he, he knows yep. yeah he knows how special yep. uh chase is i hell chris collinsworth hit him yeah. himself he's a, he's another wide receiver that, that also deserves i can't a lot say now but i say very very soon you know soon. the couple three four seasons all of a sudden were 1500 1600 1800 yards then it's going to be, yeah, it's, it's apparent. Mm, right, yeah. Cap, I, I got to say again, man, it's always just an absolute blast to have you on. Yes, uh, thank also, you. Always great, always great talking with you. Always appreciate it. But before you go, I'm going to need a uh, score prediction, though. We got the Super Bowl here, Cap. What is our score prediction, and are the Bengals bringing home the Lombardi Trophy for the first time in their history? 27-22 Bengals. There I'm it is, first. folks. Third high five from coach. First Lombardi in Cincinnati. 
The parade there is going to be amazing. I can't wait to cry yeah, and drink yeah, with every one of you. It's going to be freaking awesome. Captain, always a pleasure, man. Thank you so much for hopping on. All right. Who day? Who day? All right, y'all. This has been the Back Row Cincinnati Bengals Show, all brought to you by fansighted.com. We will be back tomorrow. Or I'm sorry, not tomorrow. Yeah, Thursday. We're going to be back on Thursday, and we are going to be talking with Kay Schwelves of the Tiger Talks, Tigers, Tigers Talk podcast. And it's going to be a great time. We only got one more show until the Super Bowl. Who would have thought? All right. Again, thank you so much to Cap for coming on, talking Bengals history, talking pep rally, talking the game uh, on Sunday. I just can't wait. I just can't wait. Uh, well, a couple of things on what Cap was mentioning. It always feels like me and Cap, we just don't have time. And, you know, he, I very, very gracious of him for uh, for him giving him me this amount of time. And uh, I, I really appreciate it. But you know, I, I you, we were having some great conversation. I wanted to keep it going. So just with Jamar Chase and, you know, honestly, I, I look at A.J. Green and I think about the times in the games that would have been won had he been on the field or had he been completely healthy or had he shown up in the brightest of lights. I understand that you, I mean, we can always keep going back to, um, the game against the Steelers in 2015. And I know that's bad vibes and shouldn't be having any bad vibes this week. But we only score 15 points. And that's a, that's an issue. That's a real, real problem when you're talking about A.J. Green's legacy in the biggest game in, you know, a couple decades for the Bengals at that point and him not showing up quite at all. And I understand it was A.J. McCarron at quarterback, but but that being said, I, he was a great wide receiver. Jamar Chase is the best one to ever put on a Bengals uniform. That's it. That that's my that's my take, and I am sticking with it. All right, y'all. This has been the Back Row Bengals Show. All brought to you by Fansided.com. I appreciate you all listening in and watching on YouTube, and uh, it's going to be out on Apple Podcast soon. If you missed any, and you want to hear any of that great conversation with me and Bengals Cap. All right, y'all. I'll see you later. Hootie, peace.